terrorism. Today, we're going to be having an epic gun debate. Uh, Devin and I have, have, we've always kind of like, you know, discussed guns. And we have some areas of agreement, some areas of disagreement. And it's such a, a conversation that you kind of have to have as an American at some point. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to me because it does have a futurism element where there are Definitely. now tons of ghost guns. Right. You know, if you have the right sort of things in your garage, you can just put a gun together. Um, I've never looked into that specifically myself, but apparently it's actually not that tough. Really? You seem like the type. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not. So so my backstory, I grew up in a small town, as I've mentioned before. I had a paintball gun. I had slingshots. I, I had kind of everything around guns. I just never personally myself had a gun, but I knew a ton of people who had guns. I was more on like the fishing side of being a country boy rather than like <laughs> the hunting side. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, I did every outdoorsy thing under the sun other than hunt, but I had no kind of, you know, it wasn't offensive to me. It was just something I never got into. Probably because my parents were a little not encouraging of it, you know, but um, the small town thing, I'm sure we're going to like have that as, as a, as a, a thing that exists, right, in this conversation is a small town thing. You and I both now live in cities where it's a completely different thing. I'm going to just like, let me just go ahead and and say outright, you know, let me get my stance out here. Wait, first question. Yeah, okay. Do you own a firearm or are you... Or are you just a cuck lib? Uh, oh, cuck lib. Oh, absolutely. I, at this point, I would not own a firearm. Are and you I an American? <laughs> I have, you know, I have tried to buy a slingshot, but apparently you can't get a slingshot from, uh, like, ordered to, like, certain, like, it won't order here. It will say it does not ship to your location. I've checked multiple websites. Because I used to have a slingshot, and I was amazing at it. You know, I could take out bees' nests, like, like shit like that. Was this slingshot for home defense? (laughs) No, I was going to get one for home defense. Absolutely. Because like, well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Nice, dude. I'm a believer in that shit. Okay, but, but. I feel like uh, just shock and awe would, would discourage a robber from coming any further. They're like, they're definitely expecting to be shot and like. Do like yeah. a little packet of cayenne powder, like some kind of fucking no man. You get you get some ninja. You get some marbles, and you could you mm. could kill kill a motherfucker. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Right. Yeah. Little David Goliath action. <laughs> <laughs> if people think that's that's ridiculous, go to like a local hardware store, get a, like an epic slingshot, and and true. go like try not to kill squirrels in the woods. You know what I mean? It's, true. It's, true. Yeah. Okay. So no, if I know you have a couple guns, right? I do, yeah. And you've shot a bunch. I have, yes. Okay, so let me come out with my most like cuck lib, offend uh, <laughs> ever right winger in America take. I think the Second Amendment is bullshit. I think it's not interpreted correctly. I think it should go away. And I think that we should be a modern society where we like, res- you know, uh, uh, respect guns for what they are. They're things that kill people, and that's it for the mm. most part. They're used to kill people, and we should realize that and not pretend like, oh, this is my defense or this is this is for hunting. Blah, blah. It is those things, but the majority of it is to kill human beings, and we should right. – like, and what that means, the implication of that is like you can own one, sure, but you got to like – just like a driver's license, you got to go through some hoops, and they're not easy hoops. And the second you have a domestic violence thing, you're never getting near a firearm. The second – you know, a, a, lot of, a lot of red flags, and it's very hard. Yeah. It's just too easy, you know. Uh, the 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 I would agree. bare basics is too easy. That's my take. I'll I'll kind of leave it there for now. But what's how do you uh, how do you fit into that world? What's your that's your interesting because I think that you kind of hit me right where I'm at too. Cool. Because I I'm a gun owner and it was a little bit of a process to get. I have a shotgun and I have a long gun. It's a semi-automatic. It's kind of like a it's like a similar to an AR-15, but it's a it's a it's a it's not as tactical looking. It's just a ranch rifle, but it's semi-automatic repeating. And to get both of those, I had to go through some stuff. You know, I think I had mm-hmm. to go through like a 30-day background check. And then there's like a holding period where they obviously had to get my firearm safety certificate, which was comically easy to get. Like mm-hmm. there's, it's, there's no, I mean, it, the bar is real low on that one. Um, but, uh, 
you know, there was a, I missed get, uh, picking it up a few times because there's like a very kind of small window where they're like, okay, you put the application in on this day and then you have to come back X amount of days later, but not mm-hmm. too many days later. But it's kind of arbitrary. It has nothing to do with like gun safety or anything like that. It's just kind of a hassle in California. Mm-hmm. In Montana, it's totally different. You walk in with cash, you walk out with a gun. Right. No, it, that's it. It's no big deal, which galls me a bit. And I think that you're absolutely right. Like I am, I think that it, I think we're past the point of no return on having guns, Mm -hmm. but damn dude, it should definitely be more, there should definitely be more to it to get one. Like you're right. Like it has the power to end human life and you should be, yeah, tested on safety minimum, but there should be some screening. You know, you should Mm -hmm. have to go through a, a background check. They background check you in California, but they're not like, it's not a real background check. They're not background checking you like a job would, you know, Mm -hmm. there should be, yeah, definitely more controls and barriers to getting guns because we just don't need guns in the hands of dumbass people. Um, But yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. I think we, I think we basically agree on that. But my question is if we, Mm -hmm. if for what you were saying, if we transition to a society where it's highly limited, I mean, what does that look like? Because there's more guns than people now. Mm-hmm. How do we how do we actually how would that even be achievable to get what like four hundred million guns off of the streets and back into the hands of reasonable people somehow? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so this is uh I there are this is what's complicated about the gun talk, any gun talk, is there are different levels of harm. And you can you can tackle you know there's different solutions for each level of harm that's causing mm-hmm. society. Mm-hmm. I think that we should predominantly look at what kills people the most, mm-hmm. and let's just take 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 some easy ones. So like suicide and accidents, sure, right? a couple things like that. And it's handguns and suicide. I think is the most that's the most deaths. Some yeah. something like that, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we can we can pretty easily. Just let's let's just make a goal that and this is I think Republicans and Democrats get on board with this. Let's make a goal that in in five years from now, we decrease suicide by gun deaths by 20 percent. You know what I mean? And and how do we work towards that? I think that that's like we need to start with that sort of a conversation. Um, And that's pretty that's the thing you can do with, uh, you know, like a background check. If you have a mental illness or that sort of a thing, Um, I you know, it can be harder to get. And I don't, and, you know, there, there are definitely things that people have solutions for that. Um, start implementing those because the problem right now, I think, is that people talk about uh, there are more guns than people in society, like you just did. And yeah. people talk about the most recent mass shooting and every mass shooting is slightly different. And those right. are just, I think, bad places to start. I think that we can yeah. get there, right? I think that we yeah. totally can. Um, more guns than people in society. I, I don't, completely know what to do about that to be perfectly honest i think that that's a fact of life that that's like just in america we do have to like grapple with that somehow i'm not an expert on that thing but i mean what what do you think about like my approach of let's just take the low-hanging fruit here which isn't the sexy stuff that gets news headlines but it's like suicides and it's accidents and um a lot of things that come down to just people not being trained correctly and not storing their guns correctly. And yeah. a lot of things like that, like kids think about this. This happens all the time. A kid will find their dad's gun. Yeah. The dad says, Oh, I ha- always have it locked up properly. Always. Right, right. Well, that kid just got a hold of your gun. It accidentally went off. Maybe no one died, but your kids are killed your away, wife. dude. Maybe, yeah. maybe kill somebody, but like your kids are gone. Like you don't get your kids right. back after that. You know, CPS right, comes right. in and your kids are gone. That's right. a huge harm in society. Never makes the news, you know, right. like fair, unless someone dies, that makes the news. Right. If, it, if no one dies, that does not make the news, but that happens all the time. <laughs> and that can be solved for, that can be fixed. I think it's, you know, it's interesting that you really kind of seamlessly segued into my other major thought about this, mm-hmm. which is that when it comes to suicides and mass shootings, I think we're talking about like kind of the same thing there and i think one of the debates that happens around guns is really facile and interesting to hear people say well we need less guns because we're experiencing these gun related problems and i'm like 
man, dude, suicide is not a gun related problem and neither are mass shootings. Like in a in a functional way, they are because they're happening with firearms. But in a much deeper way, I mean, let's take I guess let's take mass shootings to start with. But I, I you think that there's a maybe a reason why there's such a strong demographic through line between mass shooters. It's like young, disaffected, yeah. white, like late teens men, you know what I'm saying? It's because the, that demographic has a mental health crisis in this country and every, and there's a huge mental health crisis in this country. You've got something insane, like over 50% of people are in antidepressants or maybe it's not antidepressants, but like one or more, um, you know, pharmaceuticals that are treating, you know, something like that, whether it's an opiate or an antidepressant. And I think we're in this situation in society right now where there's a bleak, we're living in some late stage capitalism, man. You know, there's, there's a the bleak reality of the proletariat is actually coming back to that weird, like Upton Sinclair, the jungle level where, it feel I think a lot of people are feeling legitimately hopeless in different mm-hmm. ways, you know, like I think kids like, you know, unfuckable late teens, white kids are struggling with not being able to like, you know, perform a role in society that they feel is necessary. I think people are committing suicide for all kinds of different reasons, but a lot of it because we live in a strange system where corporate, you know, corporatism and capitalism are so intermingled and are, and are choking out uh, a lot of low-income people and even the middle class now, you know? And we don't have a superstructure for mental health support in this country, which blows my fucking mind. I mean, Reagan lets everybody out of the mental health institutions in the 80s because obviously there's some shady stuff going on, and but, you know, more so doesn't believe that the the state should foot the bill for people's insanity and it's like well then who is it you know what i'm saying like who's footing the bill for people's insanity because now we've got tent cities mm-hmm. and and it's this and it's the society that we live in that's boxed these people out of having a way to exist in a way that seems equitable and amenable to them so I, here's my central and I'm interested what you think about this. I don't, yeah. I don't think guns are the problem at all. I think it's a mental health problem. And I think that if we're going to you think that they go, go together though, because societies, all societies have mental health problems. Only America mm-hmm. has this and it's because we got the guns, you know, that's unavoidable. But do you think that, do you think that? Cause I agree. It's mental health is like, yeah, plus guns, you know, <laughs> you, <laughs> but clearly guns are part of this picture. <laughs> Because that's a Joe Rogan thing. I want to punch him in the face when he says that. It's all mental health. It's not the gun. It's like, shut the fuck up. It's guns, dude. It's guns. But do you think the guns relate to, do you think those two things are interrelated? That the the fact that we have guns is exacerbating the mental health issue? Or do you think that the mental health issue is something that's reaching out to the guns for a way of making effective the feelings that people are having? You know, well, let me let me give like a, a blanket statement of of like uh, something that I think is, no, is true. No, no blanket. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I'm a little dodging your question, but let let, I, let me just like let me throw this out there, which is I think that if we had a technology, right, that uh, if if anyone who any male who was between the ages of 18 and 35 touched a gun, that gun would automatically lock up and be unusable. Any gun in the world. <laughs> We would no longer, we would no longer have any robberies or murders or 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 uh, school yeah. shootings. Not eighteen, but let's let's you know, sixteen year olds do this sort of it's thing. True. One, a fifteen year old just did a mass shooting uh, two days ago. Yeah, okay. So so males under the age of thirty five, if they touched a gun, some DNA thing, and the gun locked up, all the this we would not have this conversation. I, it's totally a demographic thing, and it's not all sure. mental health. It's like just being a dude. And being frustrated <laughs> and angry and like for sure. some reason, and it's, it's copycat things, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, mm-hmm. I think that we all have mental health problems and we just like deal with things in different ways. Like everybody fucking does. You know what I mean? Modern sure. society is hard. Even if you don't have a mental health problem, you're overly stressed out sometimes. Absolutely. And right. people, it's the copycat thing. 
there, there was an island one time that they had never had a suicide. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell writes about this. Never had a suicide oh, in, in this, yeah. thousands of years, right? One right. person, and it was a high-profile person, committed suicide. The next year, they had 50 suicides. The next right. year after that, they had – it was like an exponential thing of suicides. That's literally it. That is everything that we deal with right now with the, the school shootings and the suicide thing and on and on and on. It's in books. It's in movies. It's on the news. And it's copycat. That's what – like I don't think it's mental health either. Sure. I think that it's it's – No? No, I don't because I, I think that people – can have mental health problems and not like shoot up a school and not shoot themselves. I think that like you can have a mental health problem and do a million trillion gazillion uh, destructive things and even self-destructive or societal destructive. Why guns? It's not random. It's it's a copycat phenomenon. I think I think maybe I think you're right. I, just to say, I think you're right. I think that obviously the reason that people shoot other people with guns is because it's something that we it, we grow up seeing it in our culture and like I'll, I'll i'll give an anecdote before i ask my my question of you and it's that my neighbor in the front uh they let their kid um have toy guns when he was really young and it it bugged the shit out of me like mm-hmm. every time he came over and he was like you want to play guns and i was like man that's not cool you know yeah. like no not really you know you're like eight you know, like, I don't want, you know, I don't want to see a gun in your hand. Like, I know what it feels like to hold a real gun. And it's not fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess it can be if you're like a hillbilly or something. And you're like, you don't, the weight of it isn't hitting you. But as like a reasonable thinking person, when the weight of that, that object hits your hand, it, you feel it, you feel the power over life and death that you're feeling it's serious, you got to take it seriously. Mm-hmm. So that I think you're right. I think that that mirroring behavior starts really young and we definitely are okay with, uh, I would say Hollywood more than anything indoctrinating our kids and, and, and just kind of careless parents that are yeah. not that these folks are careless parents, but like parents that are careless about the type of media that their children are ingesting and the type of play that their kids are engaging in. I'm like, I get it, man. By the time a kid's like seven or eight, you're exhausted. You don't really want to pay that much attention to them and shit. But like, you got to steward the the things that they're interested in until the, they're of an age where they can make good decisions for themselves and they don't just get caught in dopamine traps like fucking Nerf guns. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, right. But, but here's my question of you. And here's the thing that I kind of come back to every time when I think about this is what's easier? Is it easier to get 450 million guns uh off the streets or is it easier to figure out how to help a narrow demographic range of people with their mental health problems because if you're looking if you're you're right i mean right it's not it's not a lot of women that are committing suicide mm-hmm. by gun and it's also not a lot of women that are shooting up schools and shit it's not really older men you know it's certainly not babies <laughs> you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying it's not older women either. You're right. It's like 18 to 35 demographic. Is there some way that we could target that audience, that demographic of, of men and get them some kind of mental health help service? Doesn't that seem like it would be a cheaper, more effective option than trying to get that many guns just as a func- as a functional like thought experiment? Like, how do we solve this problem? Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I'm kind of curious about your thought on solutions too, but I mean, I don't, I think that both are kind of false. I I don't, I don't think we can or, or, you know, should try to get uh, 400 million guns off the streets. It's just not possible. And I don't think we can, literally, I do not think that we can solve mental health in America. I think it's it's something we're going to have to live with. I don't think we can solve solve it. Really? We don't know. There's no way. But here's, here's the solution. (laughs) You know, it's stabilize the economy (laughs) and make like compel people to exercise every day and have a lot of friendships and have stable sexual partners. That's how we solve it. It's it's not psychologists (laughs) or pills. It's like, it's, you know, and those things, they're going getting worse they're not getting better <laughs> so we have to yeah that's a good point. but so so my, my really my focus is and i think this is actually where we agree so it's a little boring but uh my focus is is literally on the margins how do we just get five percent fewer suicide by gun deaths this year how do huh. we get two percent fewer Slow school shootings huh? this year 
Yeah, I think that it's a slow and steady thing. And I think it does like start with a cultural change on top of a policy change. I think that we can start to tweak the edges of culture to just make us more of a healthy culture um, so that we don't immediately, any of us think immediately like, I have a problem, violence is the answer, right? I think that yeah. we, we're still like Neanderthals in that sense that like, I have a problem, ooh, violence is gonna solve this problem. And that is, that's that. how many movies are out there that are just like based on um, uh, 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 like the vindictive thing. I'm, I'm blanking on like sure. that, but um, you know, I believe just, you're looking for the word revenge. Revenge, yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Revenge, <laughs> Re- revenge films are everywhere, and myself, like I write screenplays, and it's really hard to write a screenplay that doesn't involve a gun. You know, I, really, it's so fucking hard. Most of my screenplays involve guns because it's very hard not to have one. You know, uh, indoctrinating our children, Peter. Yeah, I so know, I know, but it's, it's, I've been indoctrinated, right? Like, sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's a funny thing, but um, yeah, I I kind of want to throw it back to you because I'm kind of curious your thought on like solutions and what you think we should focus on. I will say this. I guess I have one more point before I lose it, which is that. You know, people say it's not, it's not, uh, guns, it's people. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that. Well, I mean, I'm kind of curious, like your, your thought on that. We've talked about (laughs) this, this a little bit, but I mean, I, I think that it is guns. I I know that this is just like, you know, an interesting thing for us to like maybe disagree on, but like, do you think it's people or do you think it's guns? You know, cause this is like kind of a fundamental starting place. I think okay. it's people. I think it's people. And, and well, let me let I, me just stop you. Okay. Well, I want to sure. ask real quick and jump in. Yeah, Do you yeah. think it is possible, at all possible, to have 400 million guns, more guns than people in this country, and to not have this problem because there's no mental health crisis? Like, is there any world where that's not pure fantasy? Wait, lay that out for me again. Is there any world where uh, any country, take any country, and give them more guns than people? Uh-huh. Would they oh, not have a gun problem? Not, and there's not something like this. Right. T- ah, Japan, I mean, France, take any country, give them more guns than people. Could they conceivably not have a problem? There's places like I know you're allowed to own a gun in Switzerland, and I'm I'm pretty sure it's not more guns than people, but you're allowed to own a gun there, and I don't think they have a huge epidemic with this kind of stuff. I mean, there's places okay. where you can, like, obviously it's illegal to own a gun, but a lot of people do, like Russia. Um, right. But uh, I don't, I think we're at a point in society right now where we're just kind of starting to come out of the dark ages of like a heteromasculine culture at lar- like writ large that has convinced us that s- something like, I think there is a mental health crisis, I guess. And it, what I, I, what I think is that we've been so averse to therapy in any form, whether it's talk therapy or does therapy even work though? I hate to be a skeptic, but does it? Yeah, yeah, no, it does. I mean, I mean, anecdotally for me, but also I'm, I'd have to dig a little bit into, into the research around it. But yeah, absolutely, man. Especially I think that like if you've grown up in foster care and never had any parents or role models, and you learn how to steal since you're two years old. I don't think therapy is going to solve your. I don't. I just don't think it's going to. I think well, like economic I think, stability and good friends will solve it. But I don't think a therapist is going to do much. Yeah, I, but that's I have a psychology degree, and like I'm so jaded about this shit. So maybe I'm overly jaded. But. <laughs> But that's one, that's one, that's a, that's one tail chasing the other where it's like, how do you get to the place where you have economic stability and a good group of friends? You have to achieve some form of mental stability first. And I think that one of the reasons why traditional therapy isn't super effective is because it doesn't take into account psychedelic therapies, like drug assisted therapies, I agree. Like, yeah. like things that can actually have a meaningful I'm impact. I'm stoked about psychedelic therapies. Oh yeah. my God, dude. I mean, it's just, actually you know, kind of exciting. Yeah. <laughs> it's super exciting, man, because the, just like when LSD first came out in the late fifties, early sixties, dude, psychologists were calling it a miracle drug. They were like, this is insane. Yeah. We've never yeah. seen results like this from patients. We've never, we've never seen 
you know, we've never seen people heal trauma this effectively with this much with this much of a lasting result. And then mm. it was bottled up and it was, you know, it was caught up in the culture war and we know where that story ends. But, but yep. now we're coming back into an age where MDMA, ketamine, um, you know, psilocybin and to some to a lesser extent LSD are giving people a way to reframe their perspective in a way that's not just trying to talk through it, talk through it, talk through it, because it's so hard to, it's so hard to um, talk your way out of a box that you don't know that you're inside of. You need to Mm -hmm. be, sometimes you just need to be yanked out of that box because you can, you can talk yourself into a million circles to which I think is maybe part of your point about does therapy work? Because I've had, you know, I went to therapists when I was a kid because I was a troubled youth and they were all full of shit, man. It was, right. it was a frustrating experience. It wasn't helpful to me at all. They can legit make things worse too, which no one ever talked about. It was worse for me, yeah. you know, but then as an adult, I went and saw a somatic uh, psychotherapist, which was like a, a very nuanced school of, you know, psychotherapy that involves the body and the way that we store memory and stuff like that, I found it tremendously helpful. And for me, I can see that there was a a turning point in my life, my ability to do all kinds of things, like even, even kind of ADHD type symptoms were, you know, resolved. I mean, you know me, you've seen me become a lot more calm and effective in the last, like, yeah, like seven to five years, five to seven years. And, and I think that therapy was a huge part of that. It wasn't the hmm. main part of it. It was a huge part of it. Um, I think I think that when I think about how many people are dealing with depression and are in, on antidepressants in this country and SSRIs and, and opiates and opioids for pain and for stuff like that, man, I think like, wow, we're in a society that's so beholden to like the large pharmaceutical interests and so suppressive of natural medicines and suppressive of just lifestyle factors that allow people to alleviate themselves. Like you mentioned all of them earlier about, you know, exercising and having a social, you know, having a strong social safety net and having a good economic situation, a stable economic situation. I throw in like healthy food too, to that. Oh man, a thousand percent, you know, all that stuff. And I think that if we had a movement where the government is more responsible for providing information to people. And if not, if, I mean, at the minimum information, but at the most, you know, resources to pursue being able to have some of these things for themselves, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people would be in a different situation Uh, when in their relationship to anything unhealthy, be it like pharmaceuticals or drugs or guns or whatever. Like I see people reaching out like, even if people aren't shooting themselves or shooting each other, you see a lot of people reaching out for something that's destructive, whether it's emotionally destructive or physically destructive in a lot of different ways in our society right now, man. And I think it's, I think that Pandora is out of the box with guns and like to segue into something else you said in the beginning of the episode, we're now in the era era of ghost guns. You know, yeah. where even if you were to outlaw firearms, what you'd have to do is meaningfully restrict the supply of ammunition in the United States. And then even then, you've got people with hundreds of thousands of rounds of ammunition stockpiled. You're never going to find them. You know, mm-hmm. there's probably billions of rounds of ammunition present in the U.S. at any given moment, like not being like in private hands, you know. So I think that to functionally here's where i here's where i sit on the gun debate as a whole i think it's almost impossible to think about tackling gun ownership issues except for making it more difficult for people young people in that demographic range that are going to yeah. that are more likely to shoot up a school or do something nefarious with that gun maybe it should be a little harder for them to get a gun not impossible you know but just like a screening process that's effective and discouraging to somebody that would want to just kind of walk in, walk out with a gun, make it take a couple weeks or a month, you know, where you got to sit and think about it. If you want to fucking kill yourself with a gun, man, and you got to sit with it for a couple months and think about it, maybe it's just your time, dog. You know what I'm saying? I don't have any judgment on people that can't handle the human experience. It's really rugged and it gets harder as you get older. 
you know, but I think taking it out of it gets easier in some regards. <laughs> it does. Yeah, you're right. It does. Youth sucks. Youth, youth kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you're, and you're so and hot, and Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you're so bothered by everything and shit. Yeah, but yeah. I just think that the 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 ability to help people live a better life where they're not looking for a firearm as a way to do anything other than be recreational or protect themselves that that reality lies in helping people live a better life not in taking away their guns that's my kind of thesis yeah no i mean it's it's interesting um i agree you know here and there with almost almost all of that my, i mean my only thing i think this is this is just my framing I always go to is I just don't think we're trying to solve any of these problems, nor should we. I think it's just, it's just, we're just 5% less here, 5% less here. Like you said, it gets slightly harder for, for so that we get, we have 10% sh- fewer shootings in schools this year and then like keep whittling away at that. Um, but I, I also like, I think that it's okay to be like super anxious. It's okay to be super depressed. It's okay. Mm. That also is part of the human experience. You know, mm. it's fine. The thing that's not fine is to kill yourself or other people because you're doing a normal human thing. We stigmatize mm. depression and anxiety like galore. It's fine. We're all stressed out and depressed and we clinicalize everything. Um, yeah. And it's like, okay, here's, here's a thought, like get off. Instagram if you're a girl if you're a guy um get off dating apps and just you know I don't know run more you know I like very 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 simple 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 things but like you wouldn't have gotten off social media let's just say and you wouldn't have started running if you didn't have that stress or anxiety or or depression it can prompt you to have to do amazing things I started writing and I'm a writer to this day because I had a, a really severe Achilles injury and for the first and kind of only time in my life I was like horribly depressed and had no friends yeah. from all of high school because I couldn't move and I was like into sports mm. so I started writing and it's like the the best gift that I've ever given to myself is just having a go-to hobby that's always fulfilling to me you know you can find gold you know there's that saying at the bottom of the ocean you might find a pearl that's what anxiety and stress and, and uh, sadness give you. And I think that for some reason we're all like, oh God, these things are so bad. Oh God. It's like, no, they're they're rich and awesome and amazing. They're part of the human experience. And like if you're if you're like so depressed you can't get out of bed, that's a problem you probably need need help. Um, but also that's kind of fine. That's a part of life. I, we we always talk about lost. No, no, in my rant here, but we always talk about people as if like this guy is always depressed. Check in on him through his 90 year life. He went through phases, he's up and downs, and this is literally everyone. Like, name one person who's literally anxiety ridden or depressed their whole entire life. No, like, we go through these things, we go through these phases, and that's life. It's the roller coaster, man. Um, I think that we have this thing where we want everyone to have like this super even keel oh we're all like we can all sit through math class without a disturbance we can all sure you know, boring fucking people i think that americans are supposed to lean into the madness and we're supposed to lean into True. the craziness because like that's where icons are look at cardi b you know look at uh <laughs> <laughs> look at, cardi b. Uh, look at- Dude, uphold upholding a scion of mental health prowess and and success in our country is such as cardi b our famous people are freaking wackadoos and that's great that's who we kind of should lean into to being but um the thing that's just that's just bad is when you take your your demons and you kill people with them you know take your demons and channel it somewhere else i don't know just do anything just don't but you do that. have to have but you have to have the tools to do that right like you come from like a home where your mom and your dad are still together right yeah right so it's like you know you're already starting at this huge advantage in comparison to certain other people and a disadvantage in comparison to other people too but like with your ability to kind of flip your experience of taking of your achilles heel being damaged and like you know put that yes. into a healthy pursuit that depends a lot on already having a stable environment to, to build a foundational experience from. And a lot of people don't have that. And it's right. not because it's not, I mean, there is a huge human element to it, but I think one of the things that we have to acknowledge is that some of the anxiety and depression is normal, but some of it is driven by capitalism and by the, the pressure that's put on you by, you know, 
in a in a in a kind of second tier removal of the United States government and the way that it subsidizes corporations, the way it subsidizes wage slavery, the way that it kind of fails to be an effective stopgap between like the unquenchable greed of people who want to exploit you for your time and your money or your time and your labor. And it's supposed to be something that helps us build a reality that we're able to live as a society in an effective way and be with each other in ways that are normal, normalistic. You know what I'm saying? And I think that when you've got a system that's oppressive like that by its nature, some people are able to take those experiences of depression and anxiety that are driven by like just this Rube Goldberg machine of being ass fucked by society, you know, and they're able to flip that. Like, I'm a good example of that. You know, I grew up with like less than nothing Mm -hmm. and I'm in a position now in my life where I'm doing all right, man. Like it's not, uh, I'm not, Jeff Bezos, but I'm also like not doing math. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> so it's like, you know, you, there has to be um, some kind of superstructure that's, I mean, if it's not provided by the government, then I don't know who's it's being provided by. Well, can I, uh, I don't want to jump into with a little thing. It was like one sure. little note there. Cause I, I do agree with this point. Uh, but you know, we actually truly do not need that much to be okay in life. What makes us miserable is that we always compare ourselves to other people. And so like the average American, like, I don't know if like, this is not, not ever said, but like the average American is significantly wealthier than the average UK person. Oh, that makes sense to me. Yeah. You know, like we're pretty goddamn all, even our quote unquote poor people, pretty goddamn wealthy. We have True. like basically free Wi-Fi. You know, you can get, you, you can name Fair the list of, of shit that's free. <laughs> yeah, you you can you can you know, in so many different ways, we are just blessed. We yeah. <laughs> like education is too expensive and housing is too expensive and healthcare right. is a shit show. We got a couple things, but like what we where we're failing, I think is, and this sounds so goddamn conservative, but I think it's just kind of true. Um, we're failing in uh, community building yeah, and making people feel like they're a part of something. We're yeah. so into like this, this dog eat dog race of, of like, it's yeah. me versus you. Um, yeah. And I think that that is part of what you're talking about. Rather than like, we're in this together, my community is strong. Um, yeah. It's easy to make friends rather than it's everyone's like staring at their phones. There, there's a mm-hmm. lot of stuff there. I, I'm like, I'm Mr. You know, big government most of the time. But I do think even if you we give each other, give everyone, lift all boats, just, you know, so everyone makes whatever they're making now times 50, we're still going to be the same demographics. They're still going to be just as miserable because they're going to have like, compared to some other demographic, less shit. And they're still not going to have good communities. I don't know. Do, I mean, do you see kind of like the, the point I'm, I'm you know, so, semi-articulating a, here? <laughs> yeah, no, it's not untaken. I feel like that is part and parcel, like kind of the whole mental health issue in the first place, you know, like living yes. by comparison, catastrophizing, like there's a whole kind of litany of low hanging fruit that when you begin the journey towards good mental health, you start confronting some of these things that you think and some of these things that you feel yeah. and, you know, intellectualizing them or, or, in, in, you know, internalizing, externalizing these things as necessary to build a more cohesive sense of self and a better sense of kind of connection and well-being in your environment. It's mm-hmm. just not, it's just not a resource that's available to a lot of people. And it's not like a, it might be, it might be like a human pathology, something that naturally is emergent in a society that has wealth, but in a society that has so much wealth, like we spend so much money subsidizing people to be on SSRIs, which PS, we don't actually know how they work. Right. Did you like see the, uh, the the news story about that no, big study? Oh, well, this is worth looking at. This happened like two weeks ago, I think. Big study just came out. SSRIs don't do shit. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, I... It's better to take a walk and eat a bar of chocolate than to take an SSRI. And this is, this is like a completely legit, like longitudinal big study thing that just happened. And it's like, oh, fuck. These things don't work. 
you know? Yeah, and yeah. meanwhile, <laughs> all of these drugs were, the, the R&D for all of these drugs was almost fully subsidized by the United States government. But yeah. what, what but we've been looking at the same food pyramid for fucking like 45 years that has grain, it has like grains at the base of the pyramid, you know? I was saying? in a doctor's office two weeks ago and they had an updated food pyramid and it was intimidating because there was a fuck ton of vegetables really? and like not much grain. I was like, is that You're the like, real thing? That's hard, oh. man. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the old one. I want the old right. one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I think that as a culture, we're starting to move out of a period where um, the idea of talking to somebody about your problems is starting to be less of an issue we're starting to move out of a time where the vast majority of fathers are emotionally unavailable and moving into like you know the soft cuck lib father era of like men who are down to like wear their baby on the in a little fucking pack in front of them and like be sweet and loving to their children and like think more about their place in their own world and how what their emotional connections are to it you know and like gen z is such a reflection of that you see mm-hmm. how much more open-minded they are, how much more engaged they are emotionally with certain things, sometimes too much. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like cancel culture is a weird reflection of like an over-engaged, an overly emotional engagement with like, I don't know, the past, you know, things that people have done, but right. oh, in, certain, in, certain, in certain instances, I should say. But um, yeah, man, I think we're seeing the slow shift of society to accommodate people and to make people feel more held and more community driven, more mentally safe. But we're going to be in this contact zone for the next, like, I don't know, as long as I'm alive, where we're going to watch all of these older people die off that were terrible influences on their children. And we're going to watch a lot of my generation who still had shitty fathers being shitty fathers to their kids. And it's going to just reduce by like, you know, a power, like a small amount every generation until we're in a place where there's more understanding between people, there's more emotional awareness, there's more space given for strangeness in society and for exotic emotional states and stuff like that. I mean, so at the end of the day, even if we don't live in a world where our government subsidizes our happiness, Mm -hmm. which we should, because it would help everything. I think that's my argument at the end of the day, is that the government should subsidize happiness, not medication. Oh, okay. You know? that, that made my mind like click on a, on a number of levels. It's like you said that. <laughs> well, That's it's like Bhutan. Just right? like, just, well, because the, the government is us, right? And we're supposed to form healthy communities right. by pooling our resources, right? Sure. Yeah. That's what the government is supposed to do. You know, I don't know exactly yeah. what it does half the time. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, I talk about this. I mean, I don't want to get too far off the map with guns and stuff, but I was talking with my partner, Karen, about this the other day about how, uh, you know, in the UK, you get like a certain amount of money that you can spend on your political campaign. And that's it. It's like 100K. Oh, is that true? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like 100K like or something that. like that. Yeah, they don't let you spend like an infinite amount of money. They just, Mm. they give you an amount of money. I think it's like this in Australia too, but they give you like, they're they're like, here's a hundred K you spend on whatever you want, but you can't spend more than that. And I think that's why politics. Man, that would fix so many things here. If we have so many things. Yeah. Because then you don't have, because now you've got this generation of politicians that's more interested in the fame of being a politician because Mm -hmm. politicians weren't famous before unless you were the president. Now you can be some wackadoodle fucking senator, some wackadoodle Republican, or I mean, sorry, congressperson, <laughs> Freudian slip. And, uh, and you could be some wackadoodle Democrat too, and you become famous because you are a firebrand and all this stuff. And you can see that people get uh, caught up in the idea of it where they're like, ooh, you know, maybe I'm not a good singer or I'm not a good, uh, you know, I can't play an instrument or I can't like play sports, but. I can be like a fucking crazy person on television if I'm a politician. Dude. Hey, and uh, money so, in it. since we, uh, since we solved guns already, can I ask you a, <laughs> can I ask Solve. you? Subsidized uh, happiness. Yeah, I want to, exactly, dude, uh, let me ask you a question that's completely unrelated. Maybe it is, yeah. but it's related to your point about the politicians thing, um, okay. which definitely does go back to guns, I guess, but. Um, did you follow the Tulsi Gabbard thing? And what do you think of her? I'm just so curious. I have some friends who are still like mega on board with her and I'm like, so just like disillusioned by her and it happened for a long time. What do you, what do you think? Have you followed that at all? I don't know much about her. I remember seeing her on Rogan 
the first time, and then I listened to more than half of her uh, her podcast on Rogan this time. He's like wet about the lady because she's pretty reasonable. And I think that's mm. like kind of uh, hard to come by in politics nowadays, which I found her to be pretty reasonable too. You know, like I've at least well, been, I did not watch it because I can't like she turns my stomach. So I want to really, yeah. Can I let me tell you why? Please, you know, okay. So she used to uh, come from the left and have left talking points to solve specific issues and now she has fully adopted uh right-wing talking points and Mm -hmm. she has gone to cpac she's like on tucker carlson all the time she hosted tucker carlson's uh show before she just now from what i've seen uh just talks about culture war issues she people are like oh but she's a liberal she's bernie blah 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 she never talks about like down the line issues she's so just leaning mm. into culture war shit and oh the woke this and the woke that it's like that i don't think that's a politician's place to be even talking about that shit nah, she sounds like ted cruz to me when i hear her talk she sounds like ted cruz and I think that she's like straight up bought. I think that she got 1% of the Democratic vote and she's like, okay, I don't have a future here. There's no money in here. I'm going to go, I'm going to do the Dave Rubin thing, pivot to the right. And now I'm going to have my new platform. I'm going to be on Tucker every night and I have an audience and Joe Rogan still loves me because, you know, he's pretty easy to get you to love him, honestly. (laughs) What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think, the culture war stuff, man, drives me nuts. And, and the gun yeah. gun debate is a huge part of that, you know, where it's like, it's, it's, it, there's, it's so tactical where there's uh, so much kind of like feigned outrage about culture war stuff where it's just like, man, we used to live in a society where like, yeah, politicians weren't really supposed to talk about that kind of stuff. And if you, and if you didn't like what was going on, you didn't really talk about it either. You just had your opinions and you voted how you wanted to. And I see how that promotes ignorance of certain mm-hmm. critical issues in a certain way. But then there's also an element of it where it's like, you're not going to change people. You're not going to change people. You know, it's you're like it your followers. That's what you're, you're going to do. Yeah, you're yeah. going to talk to the people that believe in what you're talking about. But are you going to convince a 65-year-old dude in fucking the heartland of the country to use a different pronoun for you? Probably not. And is it mm-hmm. a hill that you want to die on? Probably not. You know what I mean? Like do you want to be in a place where people respect you and see you? Then you move somewhere where people do that, you know, Mm -hmm. but you're not going to be able to change culture writ large because you care about one thing or another. And that goes for Republicans and Democrats. Like you're just not going to be able to turn the tide. You got to go somewhere where people think like you, if you're that obsessed about being around people that think like you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me ask you one more question and then we can probably wrap, wrap things up. Wrap it up wrap it up uh what do you think about the the this is a tulsi gabbard talking point also a republican talking point about mm-hmm. ukraine which is basically kind of like let putin win let him take dunboss and let's step away my my thought on that and this is like vosh says this i'm a little influenced by the lefty talking points on this maybe sure. but uh like vosh will say the last thing that you want is for putin to come away with come out of this war like actually a winner if if 100%. he's if he is like stoked on just like oh fuck i just took over the dunboss and these other regions um guess what i'm going to creep up to the poland border sorry everyone and the second yeah. like russia creeps up to the poland border i think the world is going to fucking be over you know i think that we do have to make sure that you know, we don't give him Dunboss, we don't give the fucker anything until, like, he, I I don't think we want him to have to admit that he lost either, because he's going to take the ship down with him if he has to admit to his people he lost, but he has, he has plenty of outs, he controls the state media, he can step away from this war whenever he wants, I think that kind of, like, pushing back without going to the nuclear war, not letting him get, get to Poland, and, okay, that's my, that's my, you know, I think that that's where I sit. This is also too complicated for me. But uh, the the right, and this is Tulsi Gabbard's thing, is like, let Putin take Donbass, let him take certain parts of Ukraine, let him win, basically, and then that will be peace, because that's a negotiation. That's coming to the table and negotiating with him, rather than just saying, fuck you. Because uh, fuck you is going to lead to nuclear war. I don't know. I'm sure that there's there's 
some reason there too, I'm sure. You know, it kind of makes sense that you want to also have open discourse and blah, 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 blah. But I don't know. I'm kind of like, I don't know. I think that he started this war and he needs to back away from it. Uh, <laughs> what do you have any thoughts on this? We have historical precedent for this exact thing. Okay. Yeah, we have historical, this is good. historical precedent for this exact thing. This is what we did with Hitler. In the in the in the forties, right in the mm-hmm. early forties, was he was like, ah, you know, I think I'm just gonna grab this little sliver, and they're like, just let him have it. Right. It's not a big deal, you know what I mean? It's like we we'll just let him have it, and then he'll be chill. And then another, you know, couple months goes by, another six months goes by, once another little sliver here, and people are like, ah, you know, this isn't our fucking fight. Let's just let him have his thing. It's called appeasement, man. It's like this is a yeah. process that we're that like as a global society we've been known to encourage when it comes to dictatorial people. Mm-hmm. We can't let him. We can't do that. You know, it's it's it has to be a high crime in 2022 to have a ground war with another country. Mm-hmm. period you know unless wow unless that's exactly what i think yeah yeah it's got to be a high crime i mean i feel i'm i'm personally kind of frustrated with the united states in the sense that like everything that comes from russia needs to be completely embargoed like there needs to be a 100 percent complete embargo on everything from russia mm-hmm. and europe needs to do that too like you need to be made a pariah state when you when you so their economy engage, kind of collapses sort of thing exactly right? yeah. when you when you engage in physical conflict in 2022 you know or any time going forward like you need to be completely made a pariah on the world stage and then see if you want to keep if you want that little scrap of land because yeah. it's not 1896 you don't you actually don't need that little scrap of land why don't you worry about the enormous swath of land that you already fucking control and try to help your people out a little bit before you're trying to steal these little scraps it's psycho this is mm-hmm. like this is that while destroying beautiful cities you know dude it's this it's weird so heteromasculine uh yeah. like culture like this weird heteromasculine culture that we've been like just absolutely in a fugue state through for the last like fucking 10,000 years, man. It's like, come on, guys. Like, you don't need that extra piece. You need to be caring and compassionate and worry about what your people are going through. You don't need this extra, another little fucking, another little badge on the breast, another little, you know, another dagger on the hilt. You know, it's like, you just need to, like, take care of what's going on with you. And yeah, yeah. I don't think so. And I think that so you're uh... going to get frustrated. I was watching something from Ukraine today and I'm like, hey, dog you're only going to be able to do this for like another like amount of time before the world gets together and is like, yo, this is like some Nazi occupation shit. And we're going to have to say no at this point, you know, because you can only watch so much like war crime happen before public sentiment is going to turn to be like, actually, I don't know, maybe we should fucking like start war with Russia. So if, if if Russia, you're you're making me more confident in my own view here. So this is maybe not good. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, last 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 question, because I'm just yeah curious your thought on this. Uh, as if we have any say in any of this shit, but it's fun to talk sure, about. Sure. Um, if Russia does use a quote unquote tactical nuke and let's say yeah. it takes out a portion of a city, let's say or something like this. Sure. Uh, how do we, what the fuck do we do? Do we how do we respond without like many 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 cities going down? Complete embargo, man. Like complete financial economic embargo. I mean, okay. I think that that yeah. is gotta be like the because we can't just throw new. We can't just like bomb. We can't just bomb one of their cities like we did. That's what I think too. Like, I would I would be so disheartened by America if we were responding yeah, we by like that. leveling St. Petersburg or something or Moscow. Yeah, and we don't. God, have, like, that would not make me. Yeah, happy American. (laughs) No, and we don't have a true. And I want to be a happy American, Devin. I want to. I want to be. I want to be proud of my flag, right? (laughs) Me too, man. I'm gonna be proud of my flag with my guns and my fucking strawberry cheesecake. With my guns and my striped flag wrapped around me, and my uh, that's right, baby. My Bud Light and my uh, what? What else is American? Um, Tucker Carlson on every night. Dude, every night, baby. Crack every night, I go to light. sleep to his beautiful tones. Oh man, with his little, with his little mouth, it's like, like a little fish. And I think, and what I've been, it's so funny how he. Um, uh, final note for me: how Tucker Carlson sounds like, like a, like a mewling infant. 
like he's like four years old like his whole tone is like but mommy i don't want to eat the cheerios i just want to have i just want to have hot dogs that is him oh man wild dude it's so strange to me that's hilarious like yeah divorced from the context of what he's saying a mewling fucking child dude totally whoa (laughs) that, that actually like that that it, I, that's how I see him. I've never actually expressed that. That's exactly how I see him. It's very funny. Well, you know, the the, the gun thing wasn't um, quite as contentious as as I was maybe hoping. Think. Well, <laughs> you know, the thing is, I think that you and I. This is so interesting to me. You and I always go to like the cultural things around it. Right. Right. You know, I I haven't studied up enough on like the hard policy to like argue with yeah. you about this fucking policy, man. Right, you know? right, right. But like the human nature side of it and stuff like that, it is the most interesting part. And you're right, it's the yeah. most complex. But yeah, yeah I that's always what I was I, I always want to talk about as well. Um, I Let don't me know. See this. I, yeah. Okay. Final final note on guns for me, and why don't you give your closing thought on guns? Okay. Uh, my closing thought on guns is, and this may be a little asynchronous with kind of the conversation thus far, is that mm-hmm. I'm 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 stu- I'm I'm always happy to live in a society that's full of guns, because mm-hmm. I think it's one of the reasons why we still live in a free society. I think that there's a lot of different ways that subliminal, like subliminally and coercively, that we're enslaved by capitalism and by like you know superstructures of government and power, but we're free as fuck, dude. I mean, we're kind of free to a level that there is no country on earth that's this free. And that's, an, it. Kind of, I'm, for me, inarguable. And I think that having a shitload of guns is one of the reasons why we've never had a military coup in this country, why we've never been invaded by another country, why well, we've never had, you know, serious. See, I, I want to I push back on that a little bit. I do have to run in 10 minutes, but I yeah, want to push yeah. back a little that like I think the reason why we've never been invaded is because we're surrounded by two right. oceans and yeah, we're yeah, friends yeah, with yeah. the people above us. No one can invade America. You just can't fucking do it. It's just not possible, like logistically. Um, two, we are like way down low on the list of freedoms, like co- countries that rank on freedom. We're not as nearly as free as we think we are. And I think that like symbols like guns and the flag uh, give us like an excuse to think that we're more free than we are. Mm. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot there, but I, I don't think that we're very free. I really don't. I think that other countries are more free than us. Cause it's like, it's actually on paper. People have written this out and we're not that fucking free. Uh, <laughs> and we're wealthy. We're very wealthy, you know, but I, 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 the freedom thing, I think that we, uh, we get too, too hard about that. And, and we're, we're not actually, but anyway, I don't know. Well, you kind of can do whatever the fuck you want here. Yeah, in terms of, like, expressing ourselves, you know, and there's a, there's a lot of ways in which we are free. I'll, I'll have to pull up those uh, those articles that, that yeah, rank. Those, there's an I, organization that. that ranks, you know, countries by freedom. We sure. ain't that fucking free, though, compared to, like, anyway, it's just interesting. Because that's kind of part of the <laughs> propaganda that I think that we all, like, consume as children. That we're the free and the brave. Woohoo! It's in the, right, right there right. in the fucking song. I don't think, I think it's propaganda. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but anyway, my future... <laughs> Which yeah. feel free to push back on too, because this is dumb. Uh, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Um, my my future is, or, or uh, my gun stance is, I think that I want to eventually like eek and crawl and creep our way towards this form of utopia where no one feels like we need to have guns because we live in safe, healthy communities yeah, where the the government does its job and like protects us without terrorizing uh, good people. Mm-hmm. And I think that I want humanity itself to not be nearly as violent as yeah. are today and to yes. have a problem and not to reach for a gun to solve that problem. I think yes. that that's kind of like, and we're talking maybe a couple hundred years out if Putin doesn't destroy the world. I think that this yeah. is not an, it's, it's not an easy fix and it's not a policy thing necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's a couple of policy tweaks and us like somehow growing as a community. Um, yeah, which which I like your sounds nice, but I think it's a little silly because it's so utopian. But I don't know. What are you? No, <laughs> your thoughts on that? I think at the end of the day, you know, I have a visceral attachment to certain ideas, but you often make me feel differently about that because I think you're right. I think at the end mm-hmm. of the day, if it had to come to 
my vision, your vision, I'd take yours any day where you start slow, you claw back at the margins, you begin the change one step at a time, and you set your sights on something that is maybe in, in, the, in the modern view utopian, but in a certain way isn't outside the boundaries of reality, man. If you start a slow process of change and we all work towards it, I think merging your and I visions, yes. you know, policy issues that that kind of help at the margins for some of these bigger problems. And then, you know, also subsidizing like health and happiness in the United States at a federal level and at a state level, like those two things could completely change the fabric of this country within a generation, man. Oh, I totally agree. I absolutely agree. There's so much there. Wow. Okay. Well, that was, that was very good. That was great, Devin. Hey, until next time, everybody, team futurism, have a great week.